Hello and welcome to Life with Frenzy Podcast, a place where you will find all kinds of conversation like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a place where we support one another in business and personal life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Amy Buchan. Oh my goodness, I cannot Siegfried, do like that. Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> there you go, thank you. Yeah, it's easy. that's the easy reference. <laughs> uh, and I found her through PodMatch, a great community for podcast hosts and podcast guests to find each other and do some amazing collaboration like this one. So go and check it out. So about Amy, she is the uh, co-founder of Last Night's Game, a platform that breaks down sports into easy to understand way through emails and weekly podcasts. She also serves as the air talent and face of the company. So I, I can't wait. I this is this sounds cool. So let's get into it. So what is life with Amy? Uh life with Amy is crazy. We're kind of a little bit all over the place. Um that is that is a, a standard operating procedure in my household. Um so life is, life is good. Life is crazy. Life is, is, I hate the word busy. I feel like busy is a four letter word that people use all the time. Oh, I'm busy. We're as busy as we want to be, right? We, we, we fulfill it how we want to fulfill our lives. And, and I prefer to have a full life that's going on full throttle. And, um, we're, we're getting ready to roll into the summer over here in the, in the secret household, which is nice. Um, beyond being the, uh, the co-founder of last night's game, and I'm also an adjunct professor, uh, and so summer is off for me. So that's nice. That takes one job off the plate, um, but adds in the mom, the mom job a little bit more because um, as we all know, you've got your kiddos at home. So you try to figure out how to navigate all the summer camps and all the things. And so um, it's, it's been good. It's good. I cannot complain. Life over here is good. Um, the sports world is lot, has a lot going on with it right now. So that makes my job a lot easier when we don't have to, uh, create uh create sports outings and things like that so it's it's been it's been great i love that and you did have an amazing description on linkedin so if you want to add anything of the amazing titles that you have go right ahead <laughs> oh gosh it's it's um you know i guess i kind of I'll, I'll give you a little bit about last night's game i guess I'll, I'll give you a little bit about how that started and may give you some more perspective into the life of Amy. yeah so, tell us about your um, mission <laughs> yeah so I, I i used to work in major league baseball and i was uh in my early 20s and one of my girlfriends was at the game with me and she said why are the guys running off the field and i said well they have three outs and she said what's an out and not that there's anything wrong with not knowing anything about the world of sports i just thought she works in manufacturing what a what a what an opportunity she would have to level the playing field at the office if she could be able to talk sports. And I never realized it was an advantage that I had until then, until that moment. And so I called my brother and said, "Hey, I really think we should we should figure out how to cover sports and share the cool stuff that's happening in sports, the human interest side. That's not the box score. That's not the statistics. Uh, I think that would be just would be so cool." And he said, uh, "Amy, it's really kind of you." Um, but you're an intern and you work 80 hours a week and go to in, in your university. And uh, I'm a high school senior. Uh, we're not going to have time to do that. And so well, he was right. As usual, he's a logical one. And so uh, when I, when we, my husband and I moved back from uh, Singapore to the U.S., 
I, we had moved right at Thanksgiving time and I knew no, I couldn't have, I had searched for jobs for three months before moving here. And I knew no one was going to hire between Christmas or between like that Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, that whole holiday time, no one was hiring. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to take this month. What if we start that idea we had? And I think it was probably 12 years before that, 14 years before that, that idea happened. And uh, so we just kind of gave it a go. I was like, what if I just try it? And it started off ugly with a, a Gmail account where I'd send an email and it would have a link to a website that would have sort of the write-up on it. And then we got to be too big for one email, two Gmail emails. Like, you know, I think you only send to a hundred people at a time. And so we slowly worked our way up and like, okay, I guess I have to figure out how to do some sort of email blast. And so we sort of worked our way up to that. And it, it was a very cool process. It was, but it's very frustrating. Um, when you come from the corporate world, you have people to do stuff for you, right? You have the legal, you have someone who's in IT when your computer breaks, you have someone in marketing, uh, you have someone in accounting. And I, I don't think at that point I realized that I think that I was, I don't realize the, not the value, that's not the right way to say that, but I didn't realize how much that was a benefit, right? To have all of that in one spot versus now you're having to be all the things and you're having to figure it all out. And so uh, that was that was definitely a shift. And there were a lot of swear words used trying to make a website and all the things, but it's been, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible journey. That's awesome. And yeah, I get it. I am a male lady during the day and a podcaster at night and people are like, Oh, how do you do it? I'm like, Oh, my job is easy. I just have to deliver mail. Now, when it comes to podcasting and technology and all the stuff that goes behind the scenes, like that's just crazy. So yeah, tell tell us more about uh late night games. Um, so we what we do is we cover uh, the world of sports for those who don't really know a lot or don't care to know a lot about the world of sports. You just need to be able to cover. You want to be able to talk about it, right? You want to be able to join the conversation. You want to be able. I always say, like, you want to be able to have that one little nugget that when you walk into a room and you're making small talk with people, you're able to use that as 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 um, a tool for conversation. And the beautiful thing about sports is it's in a, it's a great way to take a conversation and you might just drop something that's a little sporty in there, but then you can turn it into a conversation about food. You can turn it into a conversation about travel. You can turn it into a conversation about children or your activities as a youth. I mean, there's so many opportunities to take a sports conversation and turn it into a completely different conversation that maybe you're more comfortable with. So for me, I use it all the time. And I have to say, because I work with my brother, he is our sports guru. He's the one who knows all the things about sports I love sports, but I don't have time to watch ESPN every day and for hours on end. And so when we communicate about stuff, he's sharing stuff with me and for the podcast or for our news, our, our weekly newsletter. And so for me, I'm learning stuff. And that is to me is such a, a positive um, use case of what we're doing, because I am so grateful for that opportunity to have someone to say, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see that? Because I don't have a chance to do that either. And so it's it's fun to be able to be armed with that. And it's a great thing to, like I said, drop into a conversation. Um, the NFL released its schedule a couple weeks ago. And they have a bunch of international games. But what a great way to talk into the summer, right? You say, oh my gosh, you're, you're the Jaguars are playing in Germany. How cool is that? Have you been to Germany? Do you eat German food? Do you Have you ever been to Oktoberfest? Have you ever been to a local Oktoberfest? Do you drink beer? I mean, it can go all these different ways of, I took German in grade school. Has anyone else taken German? Uh, those are, you know, those are great ways to continue that conversation and make that happen. So 
Uh, I just wanted to point it out that you said that the NFL just voted the schedule, but this is recorded in May, <laughs> and it's not going to be posted to July, so people might was what? That happened a month ago. <laughs> it's fine, but the games haven't it's started awesome. yet, so you're all, you're, you are still all set to talk about Germany and travel and NFL, so it all works itself out. Oh, that's amazing. So how did the podcast come about? Because it sounds like you started like before email list was the thing. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's, it's, it's really funny. I had a bunch of girlfriends who had young children and they said, well, I love the write up. I love the email newsletter, but I don't have time to read it. I have too many moving parts in the morning. Do you do a podcast? I'd love to be able to listen to it on my way to work or, or as I take my kid out, kids to school. And I thought, okay. And then I, people kept asking, are you going to make this a podcast? Are you going to make it a podcast? It probably took me a year to get my life together to, to put together the podcast. I'm one of those people that I get paralyzed on the how, okay, well, well, how do I, how do I upload this? What does that look like? How do I record it? What does that mean? And uh, I don't have a podcast studio, all these things that you think you need. Right. And I got so hung up on all of that, that it took me a long time to figure that out. And it wasn't hard. I found that the co-working space I worked out of had the podcast. And I said to the intern who edit, edited the podcast, hey, if I buy you lunch and pay you whatever you get an hour here, would you just show me how this works? And she was like, great. And it took me 30 minutes and lunch with this girl. And she was like, okay, you just do this, you do this. And it's I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's a lot easier. And once someone defines that path for you, um, that made it a lot easier. So We've been going, I think we're almost, uh, we're just about five years. Actually, we're probably a little over five years wow. of the podcast. And so uh, it's been, it's been, a, it's great. And so our podcast for for us, we've, we've shifted the model a little bit recently. We have a Monday and a Friday podcast that are about two to three minutes. It's exactly what you need to jump into the wow. week or jump into yeah. your weekend. It's very quick. And then uh, because I was getting a lot of requests, my brother is very, he's quiet, but he's very funny. And uh, he is so brilliant. So I had a lot of uh, requests to have him do more stuff. And so we've changed our Wednesday podcast into a conversation between he and I about whatever that hot topic is in the world of sports. And so that's been really fun to get him out of his shell a little bit. He is, he's witty, he's funny, uh, he's so brilliant. And so it's been a lot of fun to, to see that kind of grow. And it's, it's great to have that together. And, and our mom likes to listen to us together on the podcast. So that's always fun for her. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Shout out to moms. Moms are always yes. so supportive. Mine exactly. It's like I'm from Puerto Rico. So mine doesn't even understand me because she doesn't speak English, but she's like, <laughs> I just watch you and you look so cute. <laughs> Moms are the best, right? I mean, really, I'm always like, I've got to figure out how to get this podcast now. I, I may have to listen to you guys. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fun to see her and, and, and her friends and my, my in-laws and everyone get excited about podcasting because that's not something that they, they normally do either. So mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome, a family. So you guys are like super family oriented. I like that. I like that. It's 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 fun. It's it's interesting though. I was telling someone the other day that, that the challenges and the great things that the, about working with your family is you have very much a similar upbringing, right? So you have the same values, you have the same similar thoughts, and so lots of times we agree on things. We're like, oh, well, we should do this, or we should. I think this. But it's hard because you don't have that third party. You don't have sort of that perspective. Yes, 
he's a boy, I'm a girl. We were, we went where our life paths are different after we left our, our house, but it's, it's, it's so funny because you're, you're still very similar in so many ways. And so that's a plus and a minus, right? We don't tend to to fight about a lot of things because we have a lot of the same baseline, but then there's times where you think, oh, we probably don't have a lot of diversity of thought of background because it's just the two of us who are raised in the same household, the same morals and the, and the same parents. So it is a very, it is a very uh, good and bad thing all at the same time, but it is fun to work with him because you are passionate about their growth. You're passionate about what they're passionate about. So that is really kind of fun. I love that. Um, another thing that I seen in your profile was a TEDx speaker. Woo, woo, that, how did that come about? <laughs> that one was really funny. We, um, the co-working space that I work out of, uh, someone approached me, I had done a presentation there and someone had approached me and said, uh, Hey, we're doing this TEDx thing at, at the university. Uh, would you, would you be interested? I, I think you would be good at it. We're doing it in like four weeks. Everybody else has had five months to prepare, but I think you'll be fine. I thought, oh, okay. They're like, what do you want to talk about? I, I don't, I don't know. Well, let me think about this. And so, I had a, a couple of days to sort of brainstorm. I sat down with the the gentleman and, and sort of flushed through my topic, flushed through what a, what it might look like. And so, but I'm not a very good. I'm a very I'm a procrastinator. I was a journalism major in college, and so I think I'm I'm wired to just work on deadlines. And so. I mean, it was up until that last week where I'm like, I got to get this together. I've got to figure out what this slide deck looks like. And it, I mean, this was, a, I guess this was probably five, oh, this was probably six or seven years ago. So Canva didn't exist to make an easy slide uh, slide presentation with beautiful pictures. And so I was out there trying to figure this all out and try to piece this together. It was such an incredible experience. And, and what I love about the TEDx stuff and all just the TED Talks in general is that someone might be a great speaker, but their topic is totally different than yours. So the way they present it is different. So it's almost, it's not competitive. I mean, I have a little bit of a competitive bone, but not, not so much, but you didn't, couldn't go up there and say, well, I, I didn't do as well as that person. Their topic was totally different. They got up there and you know, someone was talking about the, the science of addiction. Their topic is really different. And the way they speak and the way they present is so much more, so much more different than the way you talk about leveling your, the playing field in sports. I'm trying to make people laugh and get people engaged and they're getting, trying to get people engaged, but they're also trying to drive the severity of what they're speaking about. And so I thought that was just such a really cool thing. And because it was at a university as all TEDx's are, it was neat to see just a younger crowd. And I had people, girls come up to me and say, that's really cool. I'm really glad that you do that. I never knew I could use this. And so it was, it was really neat for me to see. And I think that's kind of where that bug started of, really trying to take the next generation and figure out how I help them and how I pass along my failures and the things that I've learned through those to them so they can succeed and, and be, be better than me. That's what, that's what we want, right? We want the next generation to, to continue to grow and to, to be better, whatever that might be that they're going to do, but better than we were um, because that's what makes our, that progresses our world. And so that, I think that's kind of where that, that bug started for that. Nice. I love it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So, is having it all no, not having it like having a balance like is that an illusion because like how do you do it all it sounds like you do like you have like five ten jobs in just 24 hours <laughs> it, it is true i could i could probably use it a couple extra hours in the day i i think balance to me is a, is a four-letter word i don't i don't really know that it exists right you, you're prioritizing 
you have to figure out what uh, what makes the most sense for you. And sometimes that week or that day or that hour, your priority might be your child. Your priority might be you have to get this deadline done. Um, your priority is we're recording at 8 a.m. on a Sunday. And so for, for, for those of us who have 18 other things that are going on, that's what you make work. You make it work for what works for you and you figure out how to piece it all together. And I, I can tell you no day is, is perfect. No day is even uh, remotely feels like I get it all done. And I think that is, that to me, I remember when I went back, I got my MBA two years ago and someone said to me, oh, well, you're an entrepreneur. You will understand what it's like to get an MBA and, as an adult because you're, it's so much work. It's so much content and you're just not going to be able to get it all done. And you're going to go to bed at the end of the day feeling like you have 10,000 other things on your to-do list that you haven't done. And I would say that is the exact same way that entrepreneurship feels. You can be doing something all the time. You can always tweak your website. You can always tweak this. You can always go learn more about that. And at some point you have to just give yourself forgiveness to say, hey, we did the best we can today. And we checked 15 things off the to-do list. And some of those things were big, annoying projects. But we checked those off. Like, let's let, let it slide. You can change out the homepage tomorrow. It's going to be okay. The world is not going to come to an end. And so those are the pieces that you really do have to figure that out because there is, to me, in my, in my mind, there's no such thing as balance. It's all, it's all um, prioritizing. And I have a husband who travels quite a bit for work. And so there are days where my son becomes, comes first and I have to, I have to do drop off. I have to do pickup. I have to do everything after work and God forbid he doesn't go to bed the way he wants to, then that cuts into my work time and that's okay. I mean, it is what it is. And so you just figure all those things out and you just have to, I really think you learn to, I think as especially to go, you learn to be a little bit more flexible. You realize that if you want to do all these things, you have to give yourself a little bit of slack. And, and my new recent thing I've added in is I'm trying to let myself get some sleep because <laughs> you realize you're such a better human with sleep. It's such a strange concept. And so I've started off, okay, you need to get five hours of sleep. And now I'm up to six. And it's like, okay, we're working our way in the right direction that uh, in order to be a good functional human, to be your best self, you need that. And some days, you know, that it's, it doesn't work. And some days you get seven and you feel like a new human and you just go with it. I, I think that's, that's that forgiveness for yourself is really huge and really important. That is true. And uh, yeah. I like that. I, I'm trying. I should try. I'm not. It's I'm hard. Not, like my whole family has five kids, but me personally not. And then with work, podcasting, uh, stuff behind the scenes. I mean, social media, because you have to put yourself yes. out there. <laughs> I don't think people understand how much work the social media side is that of that is. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a, so much work. And I, I've kind of put together a couple of groups of friends who are founders or are small business owners. And we have these conversations of, okay, what's the life hack today that we can learn how to figure out how to, to make this more efficient? Because I, I, I go through TikTok and I think, how do these people make, you know, post six videos a day? They must spend all day doing just TikTok videos because the edit, it, to shoot a video is not that big of a deal. But to edit it, uh, same with the podcast, right? People don't understand that we do this 
And then you have to edit it. You have to piece it together. Uh, you have to do the promos for it. You have to put together any sort of social media stuff. It takes a lot of work and it, it doesn't seem like a lot because maybe you do one TikTok video and it takes you five minutes to edit it. But if you're doing that over a course of seven days and then you're having to do business and everything else and run a business and edit the podcast and all the things on top of it, it's a really big lift. And if you're a business you're doing, okay, you're doing TikTok, but then you also have Instagram, you have Reels, you have LinkedIn, you have Facebook, because you still have to go on Facebook and do stuff on Facebook, even though probably most of your audience isn't there, but you have to have a presence. And so you're doing all these things, Twitter, and it's, it's, it, it ends up, adds up being a lot of work. So um, as you listen to this, be like, be thankful and, and really give some respect to your, the people you follow on social media that are cranking now because everybody's working really hard to make that all happen. No, yeah, that's what I told. Uh, I got. I was blessed to have a virtual assistant just show up in my life. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> About, like July of last year, uh, this was a solo uh podcast. Uh, yeah, solo podcast. And then by July, my virtual assistant sends me a message, and she's like, "Hey, I have this client, and I think she will be amazing for your podcast." And I just took it as. The universe said I was ready right? to do interviews. Yeah. And fast forward for the first month, we didn't talk. I asked her, hey, do you take any more clients? And she not she did not reply to me for a month. Oh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I, I really think that I need help or whatever. Well, she was going through a storm. And then all of a sudden, I get her message back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're hired. Yes. <laughs> and she changed my life forever. And like, I couldn't do it without the help. Because I do work. I'm trying to work eight hours. But it seems like in the post office, there's not an eight hour job right now. No. <laughs> so and we're working a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I love the way that you said that, that you have to look at some of these signs and just say, I'm I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going, that was kind of how we, when we shifted our podcast into conversation and, and Scott and I started doing our Wednesday podcast together. I had this, I was like, okay, let, I see you. I see the signs. All right. You don't need to hit me over the head. Like, let's just, why not? If it doesn't work, if something doesn't work, you figure it out, you change, you shift yeah. lanes. And I, I think we're all so afraid. And I, a failure and we'll, we'll use that word failure, but I wouldn't consider it a failure. If we changed our podcast format, if you changed your podcast format and you thought, Oh, the numbers, people aren't listening or I'm getting feedback that they don't like it or whatever. Okay. That's a learning lesson. Let's turn it around and do something else. No big deal. Yeah. It just all depends on what your mission and your passion is. As long mm -hmm. as it's there, like you keep going, your people are going to come follow you sooner or later that's um, right <laughs> and then on your profile as well had uh digital transformational expert and advocate for women and dei in leadership uh, i want to know a little bit more about that <laughs> well I, I think it kind of leads into the, the conversation about uh how i said I, I really i realized that there was something that i wanted to share with my failures, I want to share what I have learned with the generation that that's coming up and coming into workplace and coming into families. And to me, that's really important. Uh, I didn't have that support system really coming up through my career. I, I find that women tend to be a bit at that point, we tend to be a bit aggressive and we're always trying to keep everybody else down so they could look good. 
and not realizing that we could shine all together. And that to me was a, it, it took me a long time to realize that's not what a workplace looks like. That's toxic. And so I had uh, one really great boss who I, I learned a lot from. And I started to just channel those thought processes. And to me, whether it's someone who comes in and, and babysits my kiddo, whether it's a student in my class, it's really important for me to be able to provide them with insight they're looking for. I want them to, to, to know me as a resource. And so when I teach my course, I say to them, look, you're going to have to review a resume. You're going to ask, ask someone questions about negotiations for a salary. Whatever that might be, I'm here. This is what I'm here for. This is why I'm here. I'm not here because you're, I'm making a lot of money. And I'm not here because all of you are staying awake in class because that doesn't happen at a university level. But it, it to me, it's how do I continue to support them in their journey and be that resource? Because I think we all need that person to say, uh, I don't know what to do with this. I'm not sure what's happening here right now. And so to me, that is, how do you continue to be that person for people? Because it doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be some sort of structured big deal. Just be able to be someone who, if someone shoots you an email, you respond and you give them your best effort. And if you can't help them, you help them figure out what that looks like and where the next step might be. So to me, whether that's with, with, with women, and obviously I really want to support those women as they continue to grow and we continue to grow in the workforce. It's so important to have that representation in leadership. And I try to be that the best I can. And and to me, it's it's also showcasing that it's not perfect. It's hard. There are lots of things that aren't perfect. There are a lot of things that aren't great and it's not going to be perfect, but here's what this looks like moving forward. So you can feel successful in your journey. So that that's really, to me, is a really big piece of that. And then the DEI side, uh, I sit on a board uh, for Irish Angels, it's an angel investing group based in Chicago. And so I chair their DEI committee and we really look at uh, bringing in um, underrepresented communities to present their businesses uh, we look at the structure of how much we invest in underrepresented communities. And so that to us is really important to make sure that that they're seen and they're heard and that we're there having the same visibility as everybody else as it comes through with our investments. I love that. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, I get that being the resource because people are out there like looking for things, feeling like they're on their own. So I, I love that you being there for other people. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, anything else that you would like my listeners to know about you? Oh, I would say, no, I say come, come visit us, come visit us on social. Uh, I am the one who does all the Instagram. It's not a bot. It's not a, an intern. It's me. Uh, so send me a DM. Like, I love to hear what people are, what challenges they're facing, how I can help. And that to me is so, is so important. And so it's to be, to be connected with people. I think you, you're doing this too, the same way you're connecting with people over, over their, over their phone, over their podcast. And so I would say, follow us last night's game on, on social media and our podcast is called sports curious. And just remember that to me, you don't have to be the next ESPN sideline reporter to, to chat about sports. Know that it is the secret weapon. It's, it's a, it's a tool you can have in your tool belt. And so just remember that that is such an opportunity to, to have that ready for you. I love that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a joy. Awesome. I really enjoy your conversation. Uh, so 
Uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life with Francie podcast. You know, you can find it in all major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, my YouTube channel. You know the deal. Like and subscribe. Help this girl out. And if you would like to have a conversation with her or me, you can always find us on Podmatch, an amazing community for podcast hosts and podcast guests to make amazing collaborations. Hope you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.